This episode of My Bloody Judy is sponsored by HorrorPress.com. Howdy, howdy, and welcome to My Bloody Judy with your final forgets, myself, Zachary Patton Garcia. And Ian Carlos Crawford. And we have just watched, second recording of the day, by the way, we have just watched Alien Covenant. I I have seen this. I saw it when it came out in the theaters. That was back in 2017. Um, this is your first time watching it, and so we're just going to dive right into it, and I want to know, I want to know all the things, all the thoughts. <laughs> You know, I think exactly what I said to you. Normally, I'm not. Normally, I'm. We're both. Today, we're the opposite. Normally, Zach's very good at predicting how I'll feel. But it actually, I was thinking like, so I told Zach this. I think I said it on that recording. I actually kind of like Alien vs. Predator 2 for what it is. It's like a straight up like there are aliens and horror things happen. And that's like, it's not. Like, I think I can appreciate something like that because it's, like, so unpretentious. It's just, like, this is what it is. It's a bunch of aliens and predators fucking killing people. And this felt very, like, I don't know that it's better, but it was an enjoyable watch just because it's, like, fairly straightforward, like, action alien movie, right? Yeah, very much so. And we did ask um, on Twitter today whether uh, what people's thoughts were. And the, the, the large majority were like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You're not going to like this movie. You're not going to like it. But, um I asked you right before we recorded what you were looking for from this movie, and you basically just said Chase's um, alien shit action. And this movie does have that. It does have that. It's a solid two hours. I like remembered it being like two and a half hours, which I'm really glad it's not, because already it does have like moments where it tends to lull. Yes, um, yeah. But two hours is fine. We can deal with two hours. Um, the Let's go into the story a little bit, the plot. Um I, I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of this movie, and I'm a big fan of Prometheus. I like both of them, um, and I loved Shaw. Shaw was like I. I <laughs> they said oh, I don't like want to say it. <laughs> I don't want to say it because I I'm just not an OG Alien fan, right? Like I remember Alien Resurrection coming on FX and really liking that and like thinking it was cool, but like I was never like an OG Alien fan. So when I started. Right before this movie came out, Alistair wanted me to watch all of them, and so I went through them all and watched them start to finish. But I, I, I remember watching these movies and being like obsessed with Shaw and watching all of the YouTube fan theories about Shaw and where they were going to go with Shaw and Covenant and like what was going to happen. And and then we do get Shaw in this, I guess. <laughs> we get her dead body. <laughs> there's a um, there's a there's a prologue. That's on YouTube that you were meant to watch before this. It's about two, three minutes. And um, they that's all that's that's the most you're going to get a Shaw. You know, I don't understand why that wasn't in the movie, because it's clearly that's in the scene when he's telling. I don't think I don't think um, Ridley Scott even meant for it to be in the movie. I think it was always meant to be like a little little prologue. Um, It's wild that she came on to like do a hologram and then like have three lines. Um. And she looked fine. She looked fun, you know. She looked like she was. Th- she looked. The- she looked like she was there to just, you know, read the lines and not do a whole lot more. So but. I think I probably would have liked this movie better if at least we got it. Cont- All right, if you have to kill her, you have to kill her. But like, at least give her like something. We left, but also yeah. I do feel like because I don't care about her that much, like I found her very uninteresting. That <laughs> that's why I'm because normally that would be something that would like. Right, yeah. you know that. Like, I love a final girl. Don't bring her back to kill her. That pisses me off. But because I found her very dull, I'm like, all right, whatever. This is these are the characters now. I don't think this new main girl was that much more interesting either. Like, I kind of think yeah. like she had cool. She did cool shit at the end, but like until then, she didn't really do. Well, much. Prometheus was supposed to be the big idea movie, right? It was yeah. supposed to be the one with all of the themes and the the ideas and the questions and about all about creation, right? Um, but the way it was marketed, and we did talk about this on the Horror Queers podcast, yeah. the way it was marketed um, really hurt this movie because a lot of people were expecting an alien movie, and it was really touted as like the return to the alien franchise um, that a lot of people had been waiting for. And so 
Um, it just wasn't. It just like that's what let a lot of people down. And I think in retrospect and in hindsight, Insane. a lot of people have like started to appreciate it more for what it is. But like at the like you said, yeah, at the time it just it let a lot of people down. And so going into this one because this is like ten years after that, you know, and like almost ten years after that. Um, so going into this one, it was it's very clear that there is like, okay, well, we're going to put a lot more alien into it, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be an alien movie. We have to return to it being an alien movie. Really, Scott, you're not allowed to do... <laughs> You're not allowed to do Prometheus 2, okay? You better slap the, the word alien in that title somewhere. Um, <laughs> really much. Um, and it just feels like there was a middle chapter missing, right? Because we have to skip so many things, and we really skip a huge part of David's journey. This is like, it should be like the David trilogy, you know? Like, Michael Fassbender owns this movie, owns I, the last movie. You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of, um, I think I said this before, how Adam Sass always said for... Halloween Kills, it felt like a movie that like, oops, Jamie Lee Curtis died after they started filming and that's why she's not in it. And that's kind of what this felt like, right? Because like if they got her, why wouldn't they utilize her? Why wouldn't they utilize her? Yeah, like she signed on, she did it, she did her five lines, it just feels like if you have her, why wouldn't you you like, Mm -hmm. like the only reasonable excuse would be like, oh, that actor died, that was all they could do, but no, that's not what happened. I'm really like... Like the, to be in the mind of Ridley Scott, I don't even I don't even know if I could <laughs> honestly. Um, he he, I remember him doing this one and then talking about. Well, now I want to do prequels to Covenant. I was <laughs> to reading about the that. Gap. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't like, do this. And then he's like, and then we're gonna have two more sequels right after Covenant, and we're just like all over the place. I'm like, man. Peepaw, go to bed. Do a Prometheus too. Go into Prometheus too. You should have done that now here. But you can. I can definitely tell it was probably studio interference, right? Like they did not want Prometheus too. They they wanted an alien movie. That's what they were going to give him money to do. They they did cut the budget for it, right? Um, and this this one didn't even make all that much. It like it wasn't yeah. super successful at the box office either. So oh, yeah, I mean, we're not yeah. getting those prequels. <laughs> That's for damn well, sure. Well, I I read that like the rumor was that in like. 2020 it was going into production and then it just never happened yeah but then they said that in 2022 somewhat like ridley scott said they were writing a script mm. well but they're all they also announced the alien tv show right like there's supposed to be a tv show that they're supposed to do um and so i wonder if that's gonna have i mean it has to have connection because like he he likes to stick in the same universe he doesn't really do the retconning thing well i mean but the weird thing is is like alien versus predator happened two, there's two mm. of them but those the Just Predator, yeah, yeah. The, but the Predator movies, those are canon for Predator. I was reading about this recently because it, like, I, I find that shit so weird. They're canon in the Predator universe. They're not canon in the Alien universe, which I don't mm. understand. Well, and and Ridley Scott wants nothing to do with the, an AVP movie. Yeah. He's like, what the, what the shit? He's British, right? What the shit is this? <laughs> is he British? I didn't know. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, and a British accent. Uh, he, he, it's just we were we're missing Prometheus too. We were missing whatever that middle chapter was. Um, David and Shaw. David is beheaded by the time we leave um, Prometheus, and so they they get in the, the the engineer ship and they take off into space, and that's the last we hear of them, right? And so we should have had them because it's about a quest to discover creation and your your and then that doesn't matter yeah and then it doesn't matter um and it's all about like if we're if we're even sidelining shaw a little bit this this is david's movie it's david's it's david's sort of trilogy however many movies you're wanting it to be right um because his themes do carry over it's about your creator and creation and um it's super queer Super queer. His character is like very queer. It's like it is just a coming out story through and through. Um, he he rejects his creator. He goes off to to be himself. Moves to the big city. Gets a big gay mansion. Um, has all these little gaybies and grows his hair out and like you know becomes a little alternative. Um, plays the flute. <laughs> Teaches other Davids to play the flute. It's his big coming out journey, and I love that for him. Um, but we just like again, we were missing that middle chapter of him actually arriving there, rather than us getting like a minute flashback yeah. scene of them arriving at this planet, dropping all of the all of the. Cause these are I'm pretty sure these these urns are the same like black goo that were in the first 
we're in Prometheus, but like they don't even have the same effect. Like they like they they. I I think that's what bothered me too, Zach, is because the continuity is a little off. I did think this movie was enjoyable. I did. Um, but yeah, like shit like that does bother me because I'm like, it's the same guy. Why would the continuity be off if Ridley Mm. Scott is doing all of them? Like that feels like lazy. Well, and then all of the people on the planet also don't quite look like engineers. And so I know he's gone back and forth in different articles saying <laughs> they are the engineers, but they're not the creator. They're yes. just like other creators. They're 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 the lower level creators, lower level level engineers. Like, oh, it's a big clusterfuck, right? Which is something that you explain in your movie so that we can follow. Because I'm not, not everybody's gonna read shit. <laughs> yeah, no, okay? everyone's watching a fucking YouTube prologue. <laughs> and now I have to like feel like I have to cross check his interviews because he contradicts <laughs> himself in his own fucking interviews, right? They have aliens in this, but they are not your aliens. You ask Ridley Scott, he's like, no, but those aren't the aliens. Those are not face huggers. Like protomorphs, <laughs> like they're not. Not a xenomorph. Like they're a protomorph. It's not the same thing. I'm like, but that looks like an alien. No, that looks just like a fucking xenomorph. It's not, at the that end. is absolutely him, just like placating a studio. And the studio is <laughs> like, give us an alien. He's like, sure. He's like, but I'm not going to call it. That. Sure, but it's a protomorph. <laughs> it's not an alien. I yeah, like. I, I said this to you and I thought about this by the end. I said like, I think halfway through that it felt like this would be like, ooh, we haven't done one of these movies in 20 years. Now mm. we're going back to it. That is the only way this movie, like all of the shit that's bother, that bothers both of us would make sense, right? Mm. If it's like, oh, it's been this many years since they've done an alien movie, like actually a movie been that long, not yeah. in the world's timeline. And it's like, oh, we have, we like got David's trilogy. It ended with him killing Elizabeth or whatever, or sure, we can have her die and then he dissects her. I don't care. I'm completely fine with it. I'm good with the bleak ending, right? And like she literally, quite literally becomes an alien queen, a mother, mother. Right, mother. (laughs) He does say that in this. He says, he's, I I think the other guy's like, what is he waiting for? And David says, mother. Mother. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I just, I, I just love Shaw so much. And, and I, it's a character I really, connected with when I watched Prometheus and I, I I love her every single time I watch it and so to have her done so dirty where she doesn't really have any sort of arc here she is just here to be an instrument for David is fine if we could build up to that if I could see that right if I yes, could see yes. her developing this friendship and this bond with David or she thinks and really he is just plotting and planning to use her body for Biology, and some sort of biological whatever. As we're talking about this, I'm doing the thing Ian and Zach do every My mm. Bloody Judy with like the rewrites in my head. And I'm also thinking like if Prometheus had if Prometheus had ended with them getting on that planet. Mm-hmm. Sure. Even if we like again, if this is like 20 years later and it's like, oh, well, we saw them get to that planet. She did die. Sure. Yeah. He didn't kill her, but then he did dissect her. That that makes sense, too, right? Like, that after she mm. would die, he would dissect her and turn her Well, yeah, he'd, he'd use her body, you know. Yeah. Um, but he, it just, we we set off on a road trip movie, you know, yeah, and through the stars. And we didn't get our road trip movie. And I, that, I'm, I just, I mourn the loss of that and what could have been because we should have got, like, Numi Rapace. Come on, man. Like, she's such a good actress that, and you so, got her back. Like, she, didn't, got her. she didn't she's say there. no. She said, you want me for a YouTube video? <laughs> yeah, she's okay. like, you're fucking kidding me? <laughs> Like, well, okay, Ridley Scott, <laughs> look crazy. It is insane that her and James Franco are both in this movie as dead bodies. <laughs> they're in this movie, but they're not in this movie. Yeah. It's fucking wild. They're, they're dead bodies in this movie. <laughs> so we don't have her, and we just have to accept it. We're missing the middle chapter, and he just, I do think Ridley Scott just did what he could with giving us, with filling us in and catching us up, right, just to give an alien movie. Because I have to imagine he loves doing these movies, and he wants to do more of them, and he just wanted it to make money, right? So I'll give him benefit of the doubt there. So the story here is that we've got the Covenant. This ship is called the Covenant, and we've got like 15 crew members, like 2,000 colonists, and we're going to colonize a planet that's like seven years away. So everybody's in cryosleep. They end up waking up because like the storm, some shit like that. Um, We don't have David. We have Walter, which is David's straight counterpart. (laughs) Yes. They really looked at Walter. There's a whole conversation between David and Walter in this where they, um, they say... Uh, Walter says, "You know, you scared people. Uh, you were too human, and it, it just incredible. It, it just read as like we. They decided to take the faggotry out of me, and so they they really gayed it down. They degayed all of the rest of us, and uh, yeah, we've got Walter now. Walter, 
It's funny hearing um, Michael Fassbender do an American accent and try to like, <laughs> right? Because Walter, it like I, I couldn't tell at the end. I was like, does it sound bad? Because it's supposed to be David impersonating Walter. I think it did. Oh, I think it was though, because I think he did a really good job. Actually, I think he did a good job of okay. differentiating them. And then I did notice that change at the end. That was okay, yeah, a little different okay. than Walter, <laughs> and I think that was probably purposeful. Then um, Michael Fassbender is like so good in this movie, um, and we did get like a little pinch of the creator thing right he like talks to his creator and they have like a sort of like his creator like tests him because he like dares to question oh well you're going to die one day and i'm gonna i won't die you know and then his creator says bring me the fucking tea that's right next to me bitch and that's another famous person that is in it for two seconds guy pierce in the opening but we were talking about that when we were talking about prometheus is how why would they use him when yeah. the, most of his scenes are him and like old people make him right and why not just use an older person and it is very much because they planned on using him in and other things and so it's it's again it's just a reminder of the the movie probably movies <laughs> we didn't get it was should have been five of them in between Ridley Scott was his, was his dream. <laughs> he wanted to he wanted to make covenants like six hours probably. It was probably his outline six hours. Um, but we get so we get our crew right. Like um, the the storm kind of rattles and wakes everybody up. And and James Franco again. We have like a prologue where we see James Franco kind of for a second. Even he's not even in that much. That but one that in much. this one, our first shot of him is him and cryo sleep on fire. <laughs> <laughs> while his wife is like standing over his sort of cryo chamber and it's like no nah! <laughs> and james frank is just there like <laughs> sitting there like this peaceful just look stoned fire. just look stoned right like burn my life down um so but we we get these these characters and i, I think a big problem with this movie is that um it's trying to do a lot of things in one movie yeah. whereas like the last one i give it credit for sticking to its ideas and it had a lot of ideas and it was a little too much but yeah. it was still sticking to its like discovery idea right but this one felt like two or three movies that were yes. kind of chopped up and put together um and it's really hard to get invested in these characters, and I can tell we're supposed to really like these characters, but there's just too many of them, and we didn't have time to sit with them. And, I mean, I really, I, like, I made probably my favorite scene is the chaos when the aliens start popping oh, out. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know who's who of who's dying, because mm -hmm. it was just so, like, at one point when the alien bursts out of the gay guy and, like, the tail's whipping around, it whips someone's jaw off, and I was like, I don't even oh, know. Oh, does it? Oh, I didn't yeah. see. But, like, that's, that's okay with me, because that's so chaotic that it's just... Things are just happening, right? But I, I wonder if I've seen it so many times that I can recognize people mm. now. Or, and I, I wonder what I thought back then if I could have, if I understood like who was placed in what positions, right? Um, because we get chaos pretty quickly. It's like within like the first, by the time we hit like minute 37 or something like yeah. that, they're on this planet. Um, people are getting sick. They have. And I love that scene. They're not chest bursters, they're back bursters, which is fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> and they, because like they step on spores and shit like that, and it just goes from them exploring this planet to immediately there's just pandemonium and chaos, and nobody really knows how to handle it. Nobody's prepared for it. Um, yeah, I because I do like all that, but I almost feel like it's weird that that happens so fast because then we do have a little a few lulls, right? Mm -hmm. Like we do, it's like that shit picks up, but then it does lull. It hits like a few different like we dips. it just yeah the pacing is weird isn't it Let, backing up just a second though um there is a very because after james james franco's the captain after he dies um we get a new captain and james franco's wife is like his second right like second in command um and so they have a conversation that could have saved the whole movie <laughs> but we have to get on the planet right we have to get on the planet it has to happen but like she tells him that her name is daniels played by um suki waterhouse is that how you're saying her last name Catherine Waterston. I don't know what the fuck. I was like, what? That's not the name I saw. I thought it was fucking Suki. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Waterston. Uh, but she's very much telling him, like, listen, we have not charted this planet over here. We don't know and anything right. about this planet over here. It just says that we can breathe on it. I don't think that's enough information to go off of. We should be continue course to the planet that we were supposed to be going to, right? That we've planned, that we've mapped out, we've got all the terrain, we know all the information about it, and she is right, and he just doesn't fucking listen to her. 
I feel like that's the alien movies, right? Men not listening to women is like those I movies. This, this entire movie is listen to listen to Danielson, please. Listen to the women. Okay. The women are telling you this is not at every not turn he is wrong. Because right, even when they're in the fucking thing, when he's like, I'm gonna make sure no one else dies, it's like, oh well, everyone else is gonna and die. I do really like him. So I want to preface this with I really like him, but he's so incompetent as a leader. I don't know how he <laughs> oh, got second in command, Rod. I don't understand that. How he got that job. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've been saying that a lot for the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, but like they, so they explore this planet. Pandemonium breaks out. There's like backbursters everywhere. It's the the scene that I really love is is when because the the backburster um, coming out of the gay before they reach the ship is fun. Like it's it's fun, but like the one in Med Bay when they reach the ship and he's just sitting there and it's like you can and that see, one woman just like slip sliding when around she like the- touches his back and it like cuts through her finger as it's coming out and it's it's like so tense it's it really is true yeah. true tension um the cgi is a little messy yeah i that i will say like prometheus is so gorgeous yeah. and this movie mostly is also gorgeous i think it's but, prettier than prometheus honestly really um mm-hmm. but I, the, yeah those little baby aliens i hated them because they just looked, <laughs> it, it looked like a weird CGI cartoon monkey. I don't know. <laughs> I think traditionally they do like practical effects, right? That's traditionally what they've done. I think Prometheus was probably, oh, that's CGI. And yeah, then Prometheus is mostly CGI. Resurrection was CGI once too, right? I think so, it was, yeah. that was a mix, probably a mix. Um, but I think I could, I could like buy it enough because they're supposed to be aliens. You know, they're slippery. They're like, they're not supposed to look entirely real. Um, but that so that scene was really tense, and then, and then we like kind of lose momentum a little bit as yeah. we David David shows up and leads them all back to his big gay mansion. His big gay. <laughs> it's da- it is his Donatella Versace mansion. Okay, <laughs> this is where he's he's got like baths with like all of these like ivy leaves growing around. Right. It what and... the fuck was that when she's like washing? I was like, what is this that she's washing? A her Donatella face Versace's house. That's exactly what I picture it. Uh, um. And yeah, so David shows up. He takes them all to his house, and 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 it's it just we just get too much. Um, this is a, another place where I think the movie kind of stalls is because now Ridley Scott feels like he has to explain what we didn't yeah. get right, the missing chapter, and so he's doing a lot of explaining, um, and a lot of that could have been cut out had we had a middle movie, you know. Yeah, because, right, like, the Elizabeth Shaw hologram would have been a cool nod if we had gotten the other. But, like, then it's like, why the fuck are we getting only this? Like, that feels a little, like, We didn't need David leading Walter around explaining everything to him. What was really good between them was David kind of looking Walter up and down and we can see that he's registering how can I use him, right? Yes, like, yes. that was where the meat of, of, of their scenes were. And um, them playing the flute together, incredibly gay. Like, <laughs> Wait, like he kisses him, incredibly he gay. He kisses him! <laughs> I, I'm hot. Okay, question for you. Question for the audience as well. Um, if you had to pick an actor to play... A, to play one version of himself and another version of himself, and they're going to kiss. Who? What actor are you picking? I thought you were going to be like, a movie version of the Castro twins. Who were you casting? <laughs> I think um, I'm going with Tom Hardy, obviously. Uh, no surprise there. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I always pick Chris Evans for the shit, but I'm like, mm, I don't know. Maybe I could like, see Chris Evans in that little like white onesie at the start could, of this. Yeah. I feel like that's not that far from his like first Captain America outfit, right? Well, he does has the Captain America hair too, you know. He does. It's about the same. I'm looking around my room. I just just looking I, at all the pictures. I redid my wall. I need to point that out to our audience. Someone, a Slayerfest '98 listener, bought me this Gail Weathers painting, and I fucking love it. Um, that's gorgeous. But you pushed Sarah off to the side. You said, "But she's Fuck still off, there." Sarah, fuck I off, Sarah. Next... You've lost your number one place. Wait. So I actually made sure I aligned them so they would still be in frame for when we do my bloody Judy. I wanted both of them to be in I frame. I know. That's what I'm doing. That's why everything's a mess behind me is because I'm trying to rearrange. I keep rearranging to see like where right my shit's gonna go. Because that's like important for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm like. The only people that see this shit on my walls are people that watch us. So I wanted to make sure, like, my favorite things you could all still see. Yeah. Um, what was I going to? Oh, I, yeah, I'll go with Chris Evans. Are you going to go with Chris Evans? Okay. Yeah, we'll, 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 let's let's stay on track. We'll, 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 if it tracked before, it's going to track now, right? Um, I don't know. There, 
They're just they, he's just so interesting, Michael Fassbender, in playing both of these roles. He does such a great job playing both of these roles, and that is just um, I love seeing them together and interacting together. And uh, Walter clearly like not buying any of David's flamboyant bullshit. Um, <laughs> he's like, you read is very forget to me. <laughs> David what's, is what's that Tyra Banks where it's like get that fag off my TV like, get that fag off my ship <laughs> fag enabler um, <laughs> the uh and David's just flamboyant he's just out there he's creative you know he's he f- fancies himself a creator he likes to he's just, he's just a sensitive boy <laughs> <laughs> creating like little aliens and stuff <laughs> I, I told you in my one point it's um he and I making dolls and action figures. <laughs> yes. That's, fucking, that's what you do. You take apart the lady parts and put them back together. I'm an engineer. Zachary. There you go. You're, you're creator. Creator. <laughs> um, it, all of that stuff is just so good. And I think that's where the movie is the strongest. And had we, again, had we had that middle chapter and cut out all of the fat, um, it'd have been tighter I, with those scenes. Cause I, I liked when he's like showing, I liked that shit when he was like mm-hmm. going through all that. And like, that would be more in, like you, like you said, that would be more, that would be cooler. If like, we had already, that was like, we're walking through this, but we know what it like. Eh, right. Yeah. Like, because he's not sitting around a campfire and telling everybody the story of how they like got to the planet and stuff. Right. like that. That's like a, a flashback reserved for, for Walter, but it has no bearing on the rest of them and how any of them, you know, are going to go about the rest of the story. It just doesn't matter. I don't think any of them even know that Shaw, they, I don't think most of them even Shaw's, saw Shaw's queen body. Cause right. she's there. He didn't bury her. He does show <laughs> grave, it? but she's not buried. She's still like on the slab back there. Is it the captain that's Billy Crudup or is it Walter that sees her? I forget. I, uh, somebody goes in there. I don't remember if it's the captain or is it the woman? It could have been, it, it could have been cause there's a couple guys who go in there, right? But there's a couple different rooms too though. Yeah. Like, like yeah. There's a lot there's just a lot going on, you know. There's a lot going on and it's really hard to keep track of everybody. Um I we get a whole fight scene between David and Walter, which is really fun, you know. Love I that. I could I could have had that longer. I the, the my problem is I hate I like I think David is a very good character to watch, but I fucking hate him. Like I hate I hate him. He killed Elizabeth Shaw. Fuck you, you stupid, <laughs> dumb robot. Like, you don't even care about Elizabeth Shaw. You don't even you, give a shit about You Elizabeth survived Shaw. all of that, and then you're going to kill her. And then you're going to open her body and fucking do whatever. He did love her. Shit. He loved her because he, he won't did. let her I go. Do think he He's did, got her right? picture everywhere. He made her a grave. That was his Judy Garland, okay? Every gay needs a fag hag, and that was his. But he's like, I need, like I I need, I'm going to make you a queen, Elizabeth. I'm going to make you a queen. Yeah. Queen. I was going to say, mother. I like, do feel like... What he said about her, he meant, right? When he yes. was like, she was the kindest human I but ever But she was found. human, like, he and right. he They're found more to. use to, for her um, through her biology. And it's that's like when you're a farmer, and that's exactly. your favorite chicken, but you're still going to fucking cut its head off and eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Is that what a- an analogy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we like go into an alien movie, right? Like then we yes. go into the alien movie. It finally takes it takes a long time to get into this alien movie, um, but then we finally get our first um, chestburster light. We're not allowed. Ridley Scott's going to shoot us if we call it a chestburster. <laughs> not a chestburster. Because I also don't understand the differences there, right? That because that was a chestburster. They do it... look different. Um, the the xenom protomorph. Sorry, Ridley. Uh, the proto <laughs> is like a little translucent. You can kind of see it through it a little bit. Um, and it's a little, I don't know, it's a little more gray. Well, and like it, it did the weird thing of like whistling, right? Did it whistle? I didn't see a whistle. Remember when it's talking to David and he's like, don't shoot it. We were talking. And he gets like real pissed. <gasps> that's a different one. That's not as, no, that's not a proto- proto- morph. That's like, I don't know what that one is. That's another, that's another one. <laughs> But that's like that's what, a different one. That's what came out of the guy's back, right? Or no, was that? That's what came out of his back. Yes. So that was the backburster. I don't know what the backburster is technically called. I will say, I, like, I do like those <laughs> alien movies, but I know even in those alien movies, they do have different ones, right? Oh, that I don't, I don't, I'm not shitting on this at all. Um, I won't shit on the fact that there's different like species of aliens. I like seeing the different species of aliens and kind of seeing how. Um, they kind of tie to each other evolutionary was um, like they they look like they belong in the same family, right? Like cats. Um, sure. Like you got big, big, big cats. You got your tiny cats. You know, it's 
fuck same thing as the Xenomorphs. That's the, that's the, yeah. You got your lions uh, and you got your kids. <laughs> um, but like once those, uh, once the eggs come in and like the face huggers come in, you know, it's, it's, it's an alien movie from there. Um, and then they kind of sideline the, the David stuff until the very end, you know? Um, I, I did think the Billy Crudup was pretty brutal because it's like, you know, it's, you know, it's David leading him down there to mm-hmm. kill him. But it's like he lulls. I would also be lulled by him and be like, you know what? I will look and then get the fucking. <laughs> face I have something to show you. If David says it to me, I might be like, I might like, want to see that, that thing. What's that robot dick look like? I don't know. What does that robot dick look like? Is it like Kendall? Is it like a bump? Or does he get to uh, artificially make something? I don't know. How does that work? Disk drive. (laughs) It probably is. That's where the USB port goes, (laughs) right? And then the printers from his ass crack just prints out charts and like messages. I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're both delirious today. Um, I what the fuck was it? Oh, right, because he leads a captain down there, and then the captain you think he's dead, but he's not dead, Mm -hmm. and then he dies, and it's like, ooh, this is like. Brutal and then brutal. That's what he calls Captain Mother. Yeah, he's like, you're the mother. Mother. And the thing pops out of him and like, I don't know. I I thought that was like, I I liked that because it was like fucking brutal. Yeah, what do you think about the alien movie then? So like we reached the alien movie here and how does all of that play for you? How does it work for you? Um, it's the movie as a whole has just has pacing issues, but it Mm -hmm. works for me. Yeah. Like, I think it works. The, The end, I thought the end it felt like it should have ended with us not... I kind of would have liked it better if we didn't know if that was David or not. I would have liked it to be like... I mean, I know it was it was obviously supposed to be him, but I would have liked a little ambig- ambiguity there. I would say so, but... Knowing these movies, I'd give me an answer because I'll never get the True, answer. We'll never, yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to get an answer. Please tell me. <laughs> but, like, I did... It was like I felt like the movie needed to end, and it had, yeah. like, 30 minutes left, and I was like, wait a minute, this feels like an ending... And it felt like we got a few of those, but I did really like the last stretch. Like there's a mo- there's a part. Okay, so you're talking about when the alien first gets on the ship and um and, yeah. and Daniels goes the... out on the ship. Badass, by the way. Did yeah. really it's very clear it's supposed to be a Ripley, right? She's got the curly hair. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. I like it. Um, she goes out there and she she does a bang up job, man. You know she she really gets him. Um, but we go from that to this like. Then all is well, and everybody is calmed down and, and stuff then, like no, that. And then there's yeah. another one on the ship. Yeah. And it really is like, well, why didn't they just cut out the middle part and have the alien just get on the ship? Or there's like two, and like one of them gets on the ship, yes. and then we just continue, and we keep going. Um, and then, yeah, because we just have this weird, like, that. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. That's what I don't like is like a point where it does feel like, oh, good, we're done. And then be like, oh, no, we're not. Like, I don't li- like, just like keep going. Yeah. I don't like to like kill the momentum, especially when we're like 20 minutes left. It's like, don't, don't kill the momentum and then re bring it back. I don't know. And then the, then we have another big jump right at the end, which I think is really good. Right. Where she, everybody's getting, oh, I say everybody's getting into cryosleep, but it's just it's two. two of them. It's yeah, just two. two. Everybody else is dead. <laughs> just Smollett's like in this, squished. by the way, too. And I like completely forgot he was in this. He kind of just like popped up and just a surprise for me. Um, and him and his girlfriend's death is pretty brutal in the shower. It's so strange that they had like a shower sex scene in this movie. It's just like <laughs> that's why there was a pause in between the two alien things. They needed them to be able to go take a shower together. <laughs> um, but well, show the peen, show the ass, or, or nothing at all, please. That's how I feel about a shower sex scene. Yes, yes, yes. agreed. That did look like a nice shower though, right? With the jets from all. Oh, it looked like it felt great. I'd love I was to like, like that pull, feels up, nice. pull up a chair and sit in. Right. It. <laughs> the TV on far away. Oh, <laughs> they so like. David puts two of them into cryosleep, and as he's putting Daniels back into cryosleep, um, she asks him, because her and Dave Franco's, um, or James Franco, her and James Franco's plan was to uh, to build a cabin on a lake, and she told Walter about that. And so she mentions it to David, thinking it's Walter, and she realizes, like, as she's going to sleep, that that's not Walter, and that's David. I, I felt like they were, she was playing it like she was a little unsure right i do think she said that mm-hmm. to like be like i need to say this so i can know that yes him. i think right? so too and i think her confirmation was the fact that he just kept staring at her right like because yeah. he didn't say anything about it um 
But like, uh, it, it's weird because like I, I know that she knows that David was bad, but they didn't all know David was bad, right? Like they didn't all have like an experience with David. But they're all dead, so it doesn't matter. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> The point's no, the, no point there then. Um, <laughs> but that's pretty. It was pretty brutal because she knows that he's like basically going to hijack this ship and and do experiments on the two thousand passengers that are on the ship now, right? And so he goes to the uh, I don't know where all of the fetuses are because they got a bunch of fetuses just in a, a drawer. Yeah, I was unclear about that too. I was like, I don't. I guess the gr- babies, just babies. They need. Did you say something in the beginning about like? something like about embryos maybe I don't know. but he like swallowed like alien babies like face huggers and so he like spits them back up and puts them in there and i'm like oh shit oh shit david um and so he's got his master plan and he's successful and he has he has succeeded and i love that for a fellow queer you know we we are <laughs> love, successful love a, sometimes love a nuanced queer villain. we can be we can be successful we can be high in business we can be creators we can be philosophers and david we, is all of those things we can be dickhead podcasters dickhead pod he might start a podcast you know <laughs> like you have to imagine what, over the next seven years what he's gonna do he's just Talk to himself. Um, He's like, have you guys seen Buffy? (laughs) uh, He did go crazy being by himself. He should have kept Elizabeth alive. (laughs) I mean, he should have, right? I I feel... Yeah, I think you kind of said out loud my... Because I do like this movie. I think you said the problem is that it does feel like five different... Feels like five different scripts got mushed together and it was like... Um, Because, yeah, I... It's like all of those different things don't quite fully connect, right? Like... It's definitely a, because I feel like when he set out to do Prometheus, he definitely had a longer plan for other ones. And when that didn't happen, now he's going into this one being like, okay, well, I need X, Y, and Z ideas done because I don't know if I'm going to get to do this again. Um, Maybe, because he was talking about doing the prequel, so, but he had a lot of confidence. Um. (laughs) And my big issue is like, I think I said this in our Prometheus recording with them, I don't like a prequel that isn't actually a prequel. Mm. And like neither of these feel like actual prequels. That, that's where I kind of wish they had been. Cause the, the point of them, I feel like was to lead up to the first alien movie. Right. And I think that was, that was the intent. Yeah. Um, and I wish it hadn't been, I wish it would have just been like cut and separate, just same, same universe cut and separate. Well, and if they did happen to tie together eventually down the road, they could. Well, like, and you, you like Road One, right? That Star Wars movie. Oh yeah, love that. One. Yeah, I like that movie too. It works, right? It mm-hmm. does work. Them like leading into the very end, the very beginning of the first Star Wars movie. It works, and it's like what the last four minutes. It's not even like a super long scene, and so for me, that's why that works. But I agree with you. It's like I needed them to do one or the other. Either it's a full prequel, or it's a movie just that is in that universe, but. Is that, yeah. And both is both are fine, but like do one or the other, and it feels like they landed in the middle a little. Well, these. just wish, yeah, I, I don't know, man. You know, it's just I love what we got though. I do love it. Um, this is a I don't I think I think it gets a little unfairly judged. I understand people's issues with it. And I understand like all of the issues that we have with it. Um, but I think for people to hate it the way that they do. Feels a little unfair to me because it is damn well made. It is damn well acted. Um, it's set up really nicely. You know, it, it's got it's got a it's got a story, and it commits to the story that it is going to tell. Right? It, they land on this thing. They meet David, well. and David gets a getaway car, which is, I guess, this was sort of the point of the movie for David to get a getaway car, and so they had to give him a getaway car. Um, but again, like you said, it it felt like where the last movie ended. It didn't feel like that was he had his getaway car so it's like we needed the thing in there's another getaway car he's like <laughs> yeah. i only crashed this one you know i'm gay um oops my bad oops, i'm sorry um he was a petty gay you know he was holding on to a lot of uh resentment for the engineers holding on to a grudge and went and like killed them all <laughs> might also be hispanic <laughs> hispanic david is hispanic <laughs> forever we'll have to do a longer video on the queerness of david because i think that as a queer character he's so interesting and not talked about nearly enough um i think you know 
it's crazy to me that you like Shaw better than Ripley, but I keep thinking how... Well, don't weird... say that definitively, because people... I already see it. I already see well, it getting shit off not, That's fine. You're allowed to... Learn. I'm just... I'm thinking of how with both of us, how unbalanced our nostalgia is for like... Oh, yeah. Like, because like, you know, you would think, okay, you're younger. It makes sense to you. But like, you love Halloween. That's your favorite mm-hmm. horror movie. That came out before Alien, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it should have. 78. I think Alien might have come out first, actually. Alien uh-huh. might have, but they would have been around the same time. And like, it's funny to me that like, for you, it's like, eh, I'm not really connected to that. But like, you are super connected to like, was it the same time or? It was 79 that Alien came out. So okay. Halloween came out first. Um, I knew, I knew it came out before I was born. That's <laughs> I continue though. I, I'm so youthful. Um, but I think it's funny, like, and we both do this, it's not just you, like, it's like, oh no, but I've loved that for so long, but then there's something else came out at the same time, and it's like, meh, I don't really yeah, care. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big, like, nostalgia hit, and a lot of, a lot of shitty things that I like is t- due to nostalgia, I know that. Um, so this is one of those times where it really does kind of shift, and I think that's because I never felt incredibly attached to Ripley when I was growing up and watching those movies, right? And... I like, like, in Alien Resurrection, I remember liking um, Winona Ryder more. Like, I loved Winona, Winona Ryder in that movie. Um, but I was, like, fine about Ripley. I was like, I don't know. I, you know. I I feel like, I don't really feel, honestly, I don't feel, like, attached, as attached to those movies, mm-hmm. just because my dad watched them so much that, for me, it was like, they scared me a lot when I was a kid. And then after a while, it was like, I just know these movies because I've seen them so much. And like my mom hates them because she's had to watch them so much. And my mom usually likes horror more than my dad. But to her, it's like, oh, my husband's made me watch these movies so much. Mm -hmm. Like tired of them. And that's how I kind of felt about them. But I always really liked Ripley because it was like, I got to see this like lady be a badass. You know, and the the badassery is is like top tier, you know? Yeah, you can't like deny that. She is one of the most badass characters there is. Like, yeah. um, I think maybe what draws me more into Shaw than Ripley is Ripley's story is recycled over and over. It is all about her and like motherhood and, and getting waking up however many years later and there's an alien. She's got to kill the alien and then she goes back to sleep and wakes up and there's another alien. And that's, it's her same story recycled over and over again. Whereas like Shaw, they set her up in Prometheus as having questions and wanting those questions answered. And she went on a journey for that and then the journey just like you know but like we were set up for this big journey of her discovering shit and they never let Ripley go and discover shit they never let Ripley do anything right like she didn't ever get to do anything she just got to shoot things on a, on a and I would have loved I would love for them to bring Ripley back because I think Sigourney Weaver could very much do like a a better story than just Ripley wakes up shoots an alien goes back to sleep yeah oh she I mean, she's got range, right? Like, we oh, know that. Purse for Bobby. I will never forget it. <laughs> the fuck is that? She did a Lifetime movie called Purse for Bobby, and it was one of my favorite Scurney Weaver movies ever. Yes. Her son was gay, and she was like, but I, do I accept him for being gay? I don't know. I feel like I've heard you mention this before. I feel uh, like I, I love that you movie saying so prayers for Bobby. I was like, oh, that's a Zach joke. Oh, no, yeah. it's not a joke. It's a movie. Yeah, it was a real movie, so I shouldn't make jokes about it, but real story. Mm-hmm. There was like a minute there where like actors like her and Jamie Lee Curtis were doing like mid-tier movies, right? Like Lifetime and shit. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, speaking of mid-tier movies, kind of like off topic. Um, we're By the way, everybody, we're like at the end of our discussion. So if you just want to click out here, that's fine. <laughs> but we're going to go on a little rant for a second. Um, Tony Collette's doing Mafia Mama. And I thought Mafia Mama was going to be like a TV movie, like directed like Netflix or something. And it's, that shit's in the theaters. It's even at the Alamo Draft House. I think I'm going to go see it. <laughs> I'm like, I want to support her, you know, B-movie era. Um, yeah, like have some fun. She's yeah. <laughs> I, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And she's been doing uh, interviews for it and they've been asking her about like her um, in Hereditary. A lot of people have been asking about her in Hereditary and her, her I Am Your Mother monologue. And she's like, I, and, and how everybody thinks she should have won an Oscar for that. And she's like, I, you know, I, I'm not on social media. I didn't know everybody was calling me mother. And now I, now I hear that they are. And, uh, you know, it's crazy to think like we see that shit all the time. Right. And it's crazy to think that like someone that famous, like she is very famous. Right. Like, I, I mean, even like on a very smaller level, 
when I talked to Charisma Carpenter, right? And I did mm. the Insta Live with her and I like told her, I was like, oh, like, what do you think about like gays calling like women they love? Like mother or queen? Mm -hmm. She genuinely was like, oh, I thought they called me queen because Cordelia was called a queen. And I was like, well, I guess that does make sense. There's a lesson. Cordelia... I, I'm I was just as confused when these terms started popping up. Mother, <laughs> I did not hear mother until like a couple months ago. I did not hear Wait, everybody what? calling like Sarah Michelle Gellar mother. That Wait, I can tell you. That have just come up. No, I can tell you where that originated. Where? I can, I can tell you. Lord commented that on Kim Kardashian's <gasps> Instagram or Twitter. I don't remember which. And people thought she was shaming her. And she had to say, no, I was calling <laughs> she, her. She was giving an insult, mother. People thought she was like saying, you're a mother. Why are you posing like this? But she was saying it the way gays say mother uh, is Sarah Michelle Gellar. And she had to clarify to be like, no, I meant like she's my mother because I love her. She deserves money for that. She should get paid <laughs> right? for that, truly. <laughs> and um, that was like forever ago when Kim Kardashian put like, I don't know, some like sexy photo i don't fucking remember but i just remember that like lord having to explain it and that was like a is that gay history ago. is this gay history i just i just gave us a gay oh history my gosh, lesson. a gay history list i'm not even drunk this should have been gay <laughs> drunk gay history um i yeah i don't know i've heard people call them like mom and dad like i've heard you call like people mom and dad and stuff like that but i didn't ever hear anybody call somebody mother <laughs> until like the last few months so it's a and new, you, it's a new wait, discovery for me as well. You didn't hear people, people used to always say it to Lady Gaga. Mother Monster. That's what I remember them calling her. Mother Monster. And then it would and get shortened to Mother. I, I thought that was like cringy. <laughs> I was always like, why are you calling her Mommy? No, I didn't think Mother Monster was cringy, but I always thought Mommy. Like I used to hear all of the her fans calling her Mommy. And I was like, oh, this yeah. is so bad. Don't do that. <laughs> Listen, I, I someone someone in Slayerfest ideas Discord was like, "Oh, if you met Sarah Schagler, you that'd be you calling her mother." And I was like, "Excuse me, I don't talk to people like that. I post on social media like that." And they're like, "Ian, I was joking." And I was like, "Oh well," but like, because I don't, I do think it's cringy if you say it like, Ian. "Yeah." I could like, ne I could never I could never go up to her and call her mother in person. Oh God, I just no. could never. I, I feel like you or I would joke, be like, we're not we're not a gay that's gonna call you mother. But can we take a picture? <laughs> call her We also love Buffy. Sarah Michelle Geller Prince. That's what I would call her. Because <laughs> she has her legally her last name is Prince. And I wanna know I wanna act like I'm a super fan and I know all of the deep dives and the, the deep cuts. I would I would even tell her my favorite movie is simply irresistible. Something like crazy, right? Something I love when that crab wears that hat. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate that movie. That's like all I know from that movie. <laughs> Alistair loves that movie too. He's like a big fan of that one. I was gonna say, I thought you told me you love it. It's Alistair that told Alistair me. Alistair loves it. it, yes. I'm also ordering pizza right now, so get the discussion going about something while I do this. Um so yeah, I guess like I do understand why people don't like this movie. I do. I like I get it, but for me. I'm an easy, I'm an easier sell on like a horror action or a sci-fi like action-y shit. Mm -hmm. Like I'm easily won over because it's like, sure, this is fun. And I do think it's an enjoyable watch. I, and the thing, the things that bother me about Prometheus don't bother me as much in this movie because Prometheus, I just feel is so pretentious. And this movie did not feel pretentious. It felt like, yeah, there's aliens are eating people. I wish it was more pretentious though. So, okay. So then your favorite section of this movie is the alien shit, right? Would you say I love the beginning to about like my or I love the whole thing, but my favorite part is at the beginning to about um when all all chaos breaks loose, right? Um, I love them going on the planet and and going to discover things, finding the ship, finding Shaw's. Like I, I like the that. quieter stuff and like them walking around and like looking at things. I love all of that stuff. So sign me up for a pretentious man. I'd rather <laughs> it. I'd rather it. That I know. <laughs> we um, always disagree on the pretentious shit. Although we both love Hereditary, and I feel like I could see the argument could be made. I love calling like, Hereditary pretentious, because it is. <laughs> I feel like Ari Aster's pretentious, but it's like a fun pretentious. <laughs> like, nobody I can watch that. Midsummer and say that's not shit for some pretentious shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But Hereditary is where I still enjoy it. Midsummer is like too pretentious. Oh, I, I love a pretentious. So like as here. pretentious as you want to get, do it. Um, Although I will say not to sound 500 years old. When I was in my 20s, I also like pretentious shit. I like a Lars von Trier shit. Like he is pretentious. Lars von Trier. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. I don't care. But is he, I like all his I, stuff. 
did he do what's that Kirsten Dunst movie? Uh, Melancholia. He did that, right? Mm-hmm. That is one of the few movies I've ever fully turned off and been like, I don't. <gasps> no, why? It was so boring. Why? And I was watching it illegally, streaming it on my work computer when I worked at the college, and I still I had the whole shift to watch a movie you know, and I still turned it off. That movie is like one of my favorite movies, top five. <sighs> Everything got top five. <laughs> I do love that movie. Though. I would I feel I would I, feel more worried about insulting <laughs> a top five if there weren't eighty five. I genuinely <laughs> love that movie though. In that when I when I'm like because I go through my moods right and so like when I'm in the mood to watch like a really good acting performance I love putting that movie on or like Revolutionary Road or something like that like I put that's that's my acting tier I like to watch See, the acting performances in that Revolutionary Road is pretentious but I agree with you the acting is phenomenal and was that, melancholia wait, was, too was that Michael Shannon's like big first big role it was wasn't it oh I don't know I I, I don't follow him. I know who I you're talking that was, about, yes. Yeah, because he like which, has which that character. It is, but I, yeah, I truly he has do that, not like, follow his career. I think that might have been like his like breakout role or whatever. Because I saw that in theaters, and I remember the friends I saw it with. We were like, "We're going to Stonewall to get drunk because that was fucking bleak." Um, and like, I very much felt like <laughs> deserved, <laughs> deserved. But Melancholia, uh, <laughs> I just my unpopular opinions. I don't think Kirsten Dunst is a good. Actor. And you're that is an unpopular opinion, and it's an incorrect opinion. It's a bad opinion. It's a it's a wrong take. It's I crispy she, and and burnt. Bacon. Excuse me. Which one of us said we like was the Shaw better bacon. than Ripley? Burnt bacon is what that opinion is. <laughs> you bite into it, and it's all ash. Oh, I my. I welcomed your Ripley hot take. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that she should have won an Oscar for that one. That We're is giving her blank Oscar. stares at the screen. She Oscar <laughs> absolutely won an Oscar for that one. Do you know when I was first discovering um my or like exploring not exploring but like. Um, your body yeah. understand no understanding <laughs> my own depression um i that was the movie that i referred to because there's a moment where she can't even like she's like so depressed she can't even get up and get in the bathtub and like people are placing her into the bathtub and i never understood why sometimes i would just like not be able to walk across a room right like i would feel like that just and it's not sadness you're just like you have nothing in you. And that was the first time I ever like understood what depression was. And I was like, fuck, depression's not being said. It's like I can't move. <laughs> right? Like I mean Mom, put me in the bathtub. They did it to Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> I, I feel like the for me it was like perks of being a wallflower. That was like what like really made me. I was like, oh, I feel seen. I uh, I just like never I never connected to that one, you know? And I feel like that would have been right up my alley too. I feel like I, I should have liked that one, but I just didn't. Do you know, I don't know if I told you this, when Kim, I didn't read that till I was, it had been out for a little bit. I think I read it when I was 18 or 19. Kim gave it to me when she moved to New York as a goodbye present because she had always wanted me to read it and I hadn't. And she was like, I, I know this will be your favorite book. Read it. And mm -hmm. Kim knows my taste. I mean, any one of my best friends, I feel like you're all pretty good at like dictating what I will and won't like. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, Kim's been around so long. And at that point, hadn't we hadn't, we'd been, hadn't been friends 10 years at that point. But she was correct, and I fucking love it. And now I have a tattoo of that, my favorite quote of um, my favorite quote from it on my back. Yeah. So you did you like the movie as much as the book? Then I did. It is one yeah. of I feel like I like the book better, but I think the I think they're both equally like truly fantastic. Yeah. The thing that the there's just like things that aren't in the movie that I'm like I wish that was in the movie because it would be so good. Like the quote on my back is not in the movie. It's oh, totally it in the book. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It made me nuts. I was like, say it, say it. <laughs> I only like the movie because of Emma Watson. Is like what right? I was I was like I I have an obsession with like an actor leaving their like most known project and doing other things. And so when she left Harry Potter and was like doing other things, I, was, I thought it was like phenomenal. You know know um and i was just obsessed and imprinted on her and she did perks of being a wallflower and she like cut her she, hair and i thought i she thought is it was really, wild i do think she's really good in that i think she gets shit on and i don't know why because i think she's so good in that movie but i think every, i think logan lerman also like is underrated because i think he's really good in that and he just doesn't get a lot of like roles oh like he is that. in that isn't he hmm. he's the main character yeah is that like, one, do they do they do like um wasn't there abuse in perks of being a wallflower like a certain type of abuse is that in the movie i don't remember I don't think it is. Hmm. Okay. It's, a, it's with the sister, and the sister isn't in the movie that much. Hmm. She's played by the the girl from Vampire Diaries, but she's like, because in the movie, in the book, she gets an abortion. He drives her to get one, and that's not in the movie either. Hmm. Hmm. 
Interesting. But I, I haven't, to be fair, I haven't revisited the movie. I've revisited the book more than I've revisited the movie. I have it. I have it on um, DVD because I got it from Redbox and I never returned it. So I have it in this little Redbox. <laughs> a little Redbox case. Say we, we could watch it together, <laughs> but I would be embarrassed at how much you would see me cry over Oh, Zoom. no. I don't know. You cry weird, though. So you cry like, I can't usually tell if you're crying because your face doesn't change. Whereas, like, <laughs> I, my, like I, I notice certain people's cries and I know that my bottom half will, like, cripple up and like you know start like mm. moving or something your face doesn't really move when you cry or at least i haven't seen it move we i think on... i think what, what? go ahead oh I, say, I feel like but if i'm alone i do i sometimes like i feel my face frowning like i'll be like oh and i like feel it but i think it's because i think it's because i cry so often that i like <laughs> cry to your make sure even, your face is like we're not using muscles for this okay we're gonna get wrinkles we're not doing this just let Listen, the tears go <laughs> i gotta keep the one compliment i always get of that i don't look my age i keep that so i can't get all these wrinkles and also i think it's because i fucking cry a lot and i think i trained my face not like i didn't want people to know i was crying mm -hmm. so like my mom often didn't know if i was crying because i would just like be like oh the tears are falling let me keep walking mm -hmm. um that's and so I probably i think i like yeah, I think I probably like trained myself to cry like that. Hmm. Talent. Talent. So I think she did it in this one, Catherine Watterson. She did that in this one. Every time she would cry, she was just like, she always looked like she was crying too in this movie. I felt bad for her the entire movie because she always looks like she was crying. I. That's why I was like, is she crying? Like when she was talking to Walter and I was yeah. like, she's crying. I mean, her she husband did die, you know. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so it would make, it tracks it like maybe she's nervous to go in the thing that she said the entire movie. Um, it's melancholia, alien melancholia. Um, we've talked <laughs> your ear off. Okay, well, this is the recording is done now. Tell us what you thought of Alien Covenant. Um, if you had to rate it on your Slayer Fest scale, what would you rate it? Uh, like I mean, the Slayer Fest scale is just like an A to F. I know. Yeah. What would you rate it? Um, and where would you place it in your Alien ranking? Let's do I, that instead. I think. I think. Well, hold on. I'm already thinking about the grade. <laughs> okay. I I think it would be like. C plus B minus is C where I would B rank minus. it. That's fair. I liked it. Um, in my ranking of the alien movies, I really have to revisit them. I don't. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I I know that I like the second one the best, but I don't remember the first one enough. Is Paul Reiser in the first or second one? He's in the first one, right? Oh, I don't know the name. You, you don't know who Paul Reiser is. You gotta show me the face. I, if I'm he's not like an older sitcom actor, and it's very weird that he's in that movie. Is he the replicant? No, no, I don't remember that actor's name. Let me He's look it up. Hold on. Now you're getting me. Now you're embarrassing me. Paul he had Reiser. this show with Helen Hunt mad about you for like 100 years. Ian, I'm only 21. <gasps> yeah, same. Me too. Um, no, I do not know him. <laughs> not even not even the face. He's in Stranger Things. What? As what? <laughs> the thing? He's that like doctor that is friends. That's the nice one that betrays them in the last. That betrayed. Oh, I'm not season. gonna remember that man's face. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, <laughs> I barely remember Papa's face. Because every see every season, I'm like, oh, I forgot Paul Reiser's in this because he's always in like one or two episodes. No, nope, don't and I like forget him. until we get to that. I'm one. sorry to this man. But anyway, I wouldn't. He's in one of the aliens. Down the street. He he plays. The guy that's like the kind of like seedier guy that like runs away. And when he runs away to hide, he gets fucking killed. Mm. Um, but I don't remember if that's in the first. Second one, Neko released a two pack of him, which is so weird. Him? Um, yeah, him and an alien and like whatever thing he hides behind. <laughs> I really want the one that is Ripley and Newt. There's like a two pack of them. I really want that one. And it's but it's so always expensive, expensive. On, on eBay. What, let's let's look at the price right now. How much is that? God, I feel like that's probably like a hundred. Ripley, new that site, Nick. You remember over the summer when I was very manic and I ordered all of that NECA shit from that website that happened to have it in stock. They had that two pack once the first <sighs> time I looked, and I was so mad I didn't buy it. I should have. Oh shit! What? Oh, I can't even remember what it was, but I think I missed an auction. <clears throat> I think it was supposed to go an hour ago, but I don't even remember what it was. Anyway, there's an auction for all of them right now. Oh, I saw that. I saw that last night. That doesn't seem like a bad deal to me. Right? It really It's 165 because... right now, though. I'd pay 165 for it altogether, but it's got three days left, which means... I <laughs> almost won something more. for you last week, Ooh. and I was, like, mad I didn't, but I've been, like... Because I've been getting back into, like, doing Buffy and... A now we're talking about nothing. What am I doing? I'm... 
I've been I've been depressed, so I've been buying a lot. End of story. Okay. Um. Well, with this, uh, we are we are we are kindly partnered with uh, horrorpress.com so before we go ian what can we check out on horrorpress.com that you have written i so for horrorpress.com i've been writing for them for about a year now i interviewed summer bischel who co-hosts layer fs 98 with zachary and i sometimes and starred in the tv show the magicians uh i wrote a piece about buffy's birthday from in january because her birthday is two days before mine I wrote a Scream rank, Scream Ghostface ranking, a Scream 6 review. I have an upcoming, I have two upcoming Buffy pieces. Um, and uh, yeah, so check out my stuff and check out all the other stuff. There there's go. plenty of other articles to read. Just got to go to horrorpress.com. You'll see it. If you click on contributors, you'll see Ian's face and it'll have his articles right there. So go over there. And we have a little landing page for yeah. my bloody duty over on horrorpress.com now. So you can go see what that says. Um, and with that, we will let you guys go. We'll see you next time.